brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Crimes, Killers, and Conspiracies. Today, we're going to be discussing the strange and very disturbing unsolved murder of Kelly Nolan. Now, I find unsolved murders the strangest and the scariest because it's like these professional detectives with all this training can't seem to crack it and it it just scares me because it must be awful for the families you know not having an answer and not being able to figure out an answer um anyway so let's begin so in the summer of 2007 kelly nolan a fun-loving and creative student was enjoying her vacation from U- University of Wisconsin, Whitewater, where she was studying journalism. She was just 22 years old. Living alone in a sublet efficiency apartment on Miffin Street in the heart of downtown Madison, a place she absolutely loved. Kelly grew up 15 minutes away in a much smaller town, Wanakee, I think it's pronounced. Um and decided she wanted to enjoy the city life for a couple of months. She had previously worked as a waitress at the Orpheum Theatre, I think it's pronounced. I'm absolutely terrible at pronouncing some of these names. I think every single episode I've struggled to pronounce something, so um, I do apologise for that. Um, So yeah, I think it's pronounced Orpheum Theatre. And although she was well-liked, she was let go two days before her disappearance due to lack of experience. However, she was still waitressing at the Madison Club at the time of her disappearance. Her co-workers told the media she is extremely responsible, she never missed work and was always on time. She had recently been going through difficult times and like many college-aged people, was having some trouble controlling her drinking. She and her sister sisters had lost their stepmother the month before and the father the previous year. Kelly was convicted of drunken driving twice within three years before her disappearance. Her driver's license had been suspended and she served 14 days in the Walworth County Jail after her second drunken driving offence. On Friday June the 22nd Kelly went out to the bars with a group of friends. She became separated from them at about 11.30pm They wanted to call it a night, but Kelly was having a great time and decided to stay at a bar called the Lava Lounge on West Gilman Street, located about half a mile from her apartment. 
The last known contact Kelly had with anyone was a phone call with her sister, with her sister April, early in the morning hours of June the twenty-third. Her sister never said what exactly this phone call was about. A young man named Andrew came forward to the media, saying he was with Kelly at the bar the night she went missing. He says he didn't know Kelly very well, but he told police that after Kelly's friends left, she stayed in the bar chatting with him for some time. He went through DNA testing and a lie detector test. His home and car have both been searched. Tom Paris, owner of Amy's Cafe Bar in the State Street area, confirmed that this employee Andrew met that his employee Andrew met Kelly at the Lava Lounge. Andrew claims that he was going to walk Kelly home because another person at the bar had been harassing her. The guy was giving me the creeps, he said. The two walked out and then Kelly asked Andrew to wait for her to use the bathroom. They were both very drunk, Paris says. And he admits he was stupid to have left her there when he saw her talking to that guy again outside, but he assumed they were friends. If Andrew saw Kelly being harassed by this man inside the bar to the point he offered to walk her home for her safety, I do not understand why he would leave her there with him. It doesn't make sense. But drunk people do irrational things and I am sure Andrew feels horrible about this lapse in judgement that has been cleared by the police. He has since been cleared by the police. On July the 9th, Kelly Nolan's body was found in a wooded area on an elderly woman's property on Schneider Road in the village of Oregon, Wisconsin, about 10 miles south of Madison. The owner of the horse stable across the street called the police after smelling a foul odour for a couple of days. Police believe she was killed where she was found, and according to On the Record with Greta Van Susteren, another crime happened when Kelly was dragged 25th Street into the woods that summer night. Her official cause of death was blunt force trauma to the torso with fractures. It is rumoured she may have been purposely hit by the suspect's vehicle. We have collected a lot of crime scene evidence and feel confident this case can be solved, said Joel Despain, a spokesman for the Madison Police Department. Investigators reviewed surveillance footage from the bar as well as neighbouring businesses, but found nothing that shows Nolan interacting with the individual she was last seen with. Now, I was reading a web sleuth thread and they had some interesting theories on that. Primarily, a man named David who lived in Mount Horeb at the time of Kelly's disappearance. David, David and his brother, brother Stephen are persons of interest in, in a disappearance in du, du, Dubuque? Dubuque? I think it's pronounced. Um, an Iowa woman, Crystal Arsenoff, a 20-year-old woman who was last seen drinking at the at a bar with her brothers on July the 4th, 2001, which is very a very similar disappearance to the one we just mentioned. And Crystal is presumed dead, and within two working weeks of being contract, contacted by police on August the 16th, the brothers broke their lease, quit their jobs, and moved cities. Duberk police said that the brothers gave inconsistent stories about that night and polygraph tests showed the brothers may be lying. In 2005, 
David was charged with viciously beating and threatening to kill his girlfriend. David appeared to move around Wisconsin quite a bit. Mount Harub, Dodgeville, Cuba City, Darlington and Madison. He also lived in Missouri, Iowa and Florida. In Wisconsin alone, David has numerous drug dealing and possession charges and DUIs, as well as a charge for a hit and run, and many more. Stephen's record is cleaner, but he has his fair shares of operating while intoxicated as well. So it could have been a drunk driving accident, maybe. Um, There is no evidence tying David and Stephen directly to this case, but there appears to be no evidence tying anyone directly to this case. Another theories on the Web Sleuth thread is presented by a Ma- by Madison, by a Madison local, who runs a blog investigating the leader of a n- local newspaper, who was a UW Whitewater graduate, and whether or not he is a serial rapist slash killer responsible for Kelly Nolan's demise, as well as a handful of others in the Madison area. The passage of time in no way diminishes the heinousness of the crime the guilt of the criminals, nor the need for accountability. Family and friends of Nolan said in a statement, we we and the authorities believe that there are people in this community and elsewhere reading this today who can shed a light on what happened to Kelly if they will only reach out and tell someone. John Summers, a former Madison police detective, is still working hard on the case. He continues to work with the family and to provide us with any information he can come up with, Joel Despain said. An unresolved homicide is a crime against all of us, Madison Police Chief Mike Caval said. We absolutely feel like we can find the killer or killers of Kelly Nolan, and that's our intent. So I guess there is some kind of light at the end of this case. At least someone is still working on it. You know, it's not completely cold, you know, and hopefully one day... It will be solved. Um, so yeah, that is everything for today. I hope you enjoyed that um, shorter case. I think, but I think shorter cases are nice. You know, um, I like a bit of them both. Um, let us know what you think by going to our Instagram at Crimes, Killers, and Conspiracies, um, and come back next week. I think next week we're going to be discussing a conspiracy theory because. You know, the title of this is Crimes, Killers and Conspiracies, and we haven't discussed a conspiracy since, like, the very first few episodes. So, stay tuned for that. Um, And thanks for listening. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.